Welcome back to Via the Source, where you can get news about the entire NFL and, of course, the Miami Dolphins. Fins up. Here's Steven, your host. What's up, guys? Today's date is March 3rd. I'm Steven Masso. As always, you're listening to Via the Source. Now, in today's episode, we're going to be going over a few things. The shocking news that the Dolphins are going to either release or trade linebacker Kyle Van Noy. We're also going to be discussing the rumors circulating around potentially acquiring former Green Bay Packer, now a free agent, Aaron Jones. He could still be franchised by the Packers, but as of right now, there's a lot of rumors circulating that the Dolphins have a good chance at landing him. And then we're also going to be discussing the recent signing of J.J. Watt to the Arizona Cardinals. That's all going to be discussed in today's episode. But first, we will begin with that news that I mentioned earlier is regarded as pretty shocking to many people, and it's that the Dolphins will be moving away from linebacker Kyle Van Noy uh, this upcoming season. They're either going to release him or they're going to trade him. And again, this is only his first year with the Dolphins back in 2020, so essentially he was here on a one-year deal. So this is a move. Uh, Kyle Van Noy, uh, he signed a four-year $51 million deal in free agency to come and join the Dolphins, and cutting him will save Miami $9.75 million in cap space. So Cameron Wolf had uh, reported before this news had broke that the Dolphins may be looking to release him uh, because they consider this a cap casualty, and with all the kind of unknown circulating about how the cap will be affected because of the whole COVID situation, that they may be looking to release Kyle Van Noy, and apparently that is actually what is going to happen. So Kyle Van Noy went onto Twitter and he released a statement of his own, and he said, quote, I am surprised and disappointed in their decision. As a captain, I gave my all to the team. I fought through a painful hip injury during the season, including spending a night in the hospital after a game. I was brought there to be a leader, and I know my teammates looked up to and respected me. I'm looking forward to making an impact on my next team on and off the field close quote. So first things first, uh, you know, as a person and as a leader, how Kyle Van Noy mentioned here, he was an extremely valuable guy to this team. He was extremely important in those aspects. Uh, what he brought in, in terms of leadership, what he brought in terms of experience, uh, his time before with Brian Flores over there in New England seemed to be pretty valuable to this team. And then again, if you look at what he kind of did to kind of bring the camaraderie of this locker room together, It seems like even the guys on the offensive side of the field really loved him. And if you listen to the Pat McAfee show, uh, AJ Hawk was talking and he said that they got the feeling that there was not many more players that were sure and felt safe about where they were at than Kyle Van Noy. So they kind of uh, implied that there was this feeling of just this shock that's probably hitting Kyle Van Noy that the Dolphins elected to go in this direction. Now, from a football standpoint, if you just kind of eliminate all the, the kind of intangibles that I mentioned, that leadership, if you kind of remove the face of Kyle Van Noy, you look strictly at the production that he had and the move they made. You know, it's not a move that you can kind of necessarily say was a bad one. He didn't really have the greatest of season. He had ups and downs. He had quite a few instances, especially at the beginning of the season, where it looked like he was struggling in pass coverage and struggling to make tackles. But then he had other games, like that one where he had three sacks where he really did dominate. But overall, I think if you look at his performance, 
It's not a move that you could kind of look at and say this was a downright horrible move. Now, what does concern me here a little bit is how valuable I think he is to the locker room. I think he's a guy who was a magnet in terms of his personality. I think a lot of people really gravitated towards him, and he was kind of very upbeat and really brought this kind of uh, that kind of New England Patriots esque uh, professionalism that we kind of talked about when Brian Flores came over here. And I think he really did help in kind of instilling this new culture over here in Miami. So I am a little bit worried from that aspect and I'm sure he'll find a new home. There's kind of rumor circulating that he may want to go back to New England or he may go to Tampa Bay just down the road over there and join Tom Brady. So I'm sure he'll find a new home and it's going to be a place where he still has a ton of playing time. But it, it is sad to see because he is definitely a guy who, like I said, is very easy to gravitate towards uh, his personality and him as a person. So with this move being made, I think the large reason it was made was uh, one, because Andrew Van Ginkle really showed up to the occasion. He really made a name for himself last year, and I think that's kind of a testament to what the Dolphins think about him and how much they believe in him. And then I think uh, C.K. Parrott, Chris Kaufman over there on Twitter, made a good point that they may be looking to kind of free up some space and actually replace him with a guy that they apparently had a lot of interest in, and that was Jadavian Clowney. Now, Jadavian Clowney is coming off of a rough season with the Tennessee Titans, but before that, he was pretty effective with the Seahawks, and then extremely effective, borderline elite at times with the Houston Texans. So, physically, Jadavian Clowney is just a freak of nature, but one thing that is kind of a little bit worrisome is that if you think back about that time where he had the option to come to the Dolphins, it seemed like he made that statement that he didn't want to come to Miami, and I don't know if that's something that's going to stick in the minds of Brian Flores and Chris Greer, him saying that, or if that's something that doesn't really matter as long as they can kind of rekindle some sort of uh, bond here over success, which, you know, success is definitely something that will help people look past the comments they made uh, back in the day. But overall, um, that's definitely something to keep on your radar. If they're truly interested in Jadavian Clowney, they might be able to get him at a good deal because, uh, you know, he had a rough season. He also dealt with an injury and he isn't regarded as healthy. He had a, a surgery, I believe, to repair a torn meniscus, and he will be medically cleared in April. So up until then, this will be something to kind of keep your eye on. There's definitely going to be rumors circulating about this, I imagine, in the near future. Now, the next rumor we have here is that the Packers running back, Aaron Jones, uh, may not be a member of the Green Bay. I mean, there's talks about them potentially wanting to franchise tag him, but if I had to guess, I think he is going to be too expensive and the fact that they invested in A.J. Dillon and the fact that he looked pretty good towards the tail end of the season, I think they're going to ride that train and they're going to look elsewhere at the running back position and they are not going to franchise tag Aaron Jones. But again, as of right now, that is just a guess I have. But with that news, there's been a ton of rumors. It's been a pretty frequent topic uh, leading to some people saying that the Dolphins have a very strong mutual interest with bringing in Aaron Jones. The Dolphins need a running back. That's something that is very clearly going to be addressed either in free agency or in the upcoming draft. And it's kind of been a topic of a lot of debate because there are several different directions you can go. And frankly, I think a lot of them are the right one. Now, if you guys listen to me and for years I've been saying, you know, you don't pay a premium for a running back. They're so easily replaceable. The guys who shine in this league are typically guys who are on that rookie deal fresh out of college. And then once you give them that big contract, you don't really know what's going to happen as we've seen 
with Todd Gurley, as we've seen with David Johnson, even Ezekiel Elliott, you can make the case that he had a pretty down year and that deal isn't looking too good either. So I'm not big on that whole idea and I much rather prefer drafting a running back. But there are a few instances where I will say that paying for a running back, it isn't the worst move, that it actually does, I guess, make sense. And that is when you have a quarterback who is on a rookie deal, so you're able to save money in that aspect. And then you also have to be ready to compete immediately because that allows you to, you know, front load a contract and get the most out of him for those next few years, uh, given that he is still in his prime because the running back is one of those positions where, aside from Frank Gore and Adrian Peterson, it seems like it's a pretty short lifespan at the running back position. So you bring in a guy like Aaron Jones here, who I believe is 25 years old. Let me go check that. He is 26 years old, expected to get a salary around the 13 million range, maybe more, maybe a little bit less, but that is something that you could expect. But overall, I think the Dolphins kind of fit that mold that I was mentioning. They have that quarterback on a rookie deal. They have the ability to compete. I really do think they're only missing a few pieces from getting in the playoffs and potentially making a run that paying Aaron Jones would not be the worst move. The guy is extremely talented. I am a fan of him as a as a player. The guy is just electric. He looks like uh, Devontae Freeman in his prime. If I had to uh, compare him to anybody, he is also terrific as a pass catcher. It might be a great duo there with Miles Gaskin. Overall, I love Aaron Jones. I'm not against them going in this direction, but if they want to pass on him and instead draft a running back, then uh, you guys know where I stand. I'm fine with that too. You know, you get a guy like Najee Harris, you get a guy like Travis Etienne, both of those moves to me, I think they also make sense. But again, I think this is just one of those rare instances where you could pay a premium for an elite running back here and it wouldn't be the worst idea. Again, you front load that contract, you get an out in there so you don't have to commit to him towards the tail end if his production does does begin to decline and you're not stuck there with an aging running back who's maybe battled injuries. But as of right now, Aaron Jones bringing him into this team, I think it's a pretty solid move. I would not be against it. Now, we move on to the topic here about J.J. Watt electing to sign with the Arizona Cardinals. Now, I, I think I speak for a lot of us when I say that this isn't the first guess that we had in terms of landing spots where J.J. Uh, Watt would go to. I had predicted that I thought he would go to the Steelers, maybe join with his brother or there were all the talks that he wanted to go after a ring. Now, the Arizona Cardinals are a pretty decent team as it stands currently, but I don't think anybody was really looking at them as a team that was going to for sure compete for a Super Bowl next season. But J.J. Watt came out and said afterwards that he came here because he believes in Kyler Murray, which is a huge thing to say. Now, Kyler Murray at the first half of last season was absolutely amazing. He was putting up an MVP caliber season. That's no exaggeration. He was absolutely phenomenal in that first half of the season, but then in the second half, he really did fizzle out, and we didn't really see that much from him in the second half. Now, bringing in J.J. Watt here, pairing him with Chandler Jones is an awesome move. I think that's going to be a great tandem. I think that's an awesome direction for the Cardinals to go, but this isn't a move that's necessarily going to change my mind about how I feel about the Arizona Cardinals. This doesn't boost him up uh, to a Super Bowl contender in my eyes. I do think J.J. Watt has a little bit left in the tank. It's a move to help, you know, uh, build the locker room up, get some of the younger guys some valuable experience, get them a guy like J.J. Watt who has a ton to offer in terms of his knowledge of the game. And 
I think overall uh, a good move from there from that standpoint but again this isn't some sort of move that's catapulting the Arizona Cardinals into the Super Bowl conversation in all the deal ended up being 31 million two-year contract 23 million of it guaranteed and I think it's also important to note uh, that he will be once again reuniting with DeAndre Hopkins who was infamously traded to the Cardinals for a second round pick so he will be reuniting with somebody who's also victim of that Bill O'Brien era over there in Houston and it may be also interesting to note here that Will Fuller is a free agent so if the Cardinals want to add another talented wide receiver here that would be an interesting direction for them to go just kind of bringing in all these former Houston Texans and on the topic of Will Fuller I will discuss it more deeply in a future episode where I'm going to discuss the potential free agents that the Dolphins could look at uh, at the wide receiver position but I do think I will say Will Fuller is a pretty good option he was suspended at the end of last season because uh, performance enhancing drugs and he's battled a ton of injuries but when he is on the field his numbers are remarkable his production per minute his production per game is just absolutely ridiculous he is a home run threat every time he's on the field and I think he fits what the Dolphins need I would be in favor of them going this direction and bringing in Will Fuller but guys that is how I'm going to wrap up today's episode as always if you have any topics or questions that you'd like to discuss with me feel free to send them to me on Twitter that is at Shady Steven and at via the source if you enjoyed the episode please leave a review on the Apple podcast app it would mean a lot and I thank you guys for your continued support and trying to spread the word and get more listeners over here it really does mean a lot but guys that is how I'm going to wrap it up until next time I'm Steven Masso and this was via the source